Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Slash, my co-host, Devin. And today, we're here to give our spoiler-free thoughts on House of the Dragon Episode 3. Uh, We're not going to give away the title because, again, this is a spoiler-free episode. We're just here to give our initial reactions and our final thoughts about the episode. So we will not be going into any story details for episode three, but we will be getting into spoilers for episode two and episode one if you have not seen those as of yet. But before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics, that is optics with an X, or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie related questions. Devin, oh Devin, how, how you been, man? It's we're finally here. It's a Friday. The weekend has begun. We watched some hot D. Episode three, we're feeling good, we're feeling fancy. How you feeling? Feeling pretty good. It's kind of weird that we're in 2022 and Twitter has turned into uh, Footloose. No dancing allowed, <laughs> just based on uh, the She-Hulk coverage we've been seeing lately. But uh, yeah, it's it's been good. Yeah, it's definitely been good, man. It's it's in a way. I mean, I also saw that we we might be getting a um a edit button in Twitter. Finally, I mean, hopefully we will be. It'd be pretty nice. I'm just saying it's very annoying to like, you know, make a big announcement on Twitter, no matter what, like outlet or, you know, whatever you do for a living uh, for whatever um, your followers follow you for. And it's like, oh, crap, I forget that one small little thing. I mean, it's I think it's nice to have an edit button. Hopefully it'll be everything we've ever hoped for. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, for sure. So as I mentioned before, this is going to be our spoiler free episode for episode three of House of the Dragon, a.k.a. Hot D. Like I said before, if you have not seen episode two or episode one yet, we will be giving away plot points for those. But before we begin, we'd like to thank HBO Max yet again for allowing us to cover this early for you guys. Uh, just a few days ahead of time so we can kind of prepare you for um, the events ahead of what's to come in this episode. So, Devin, are you ready to get into our review of episode three of Hot D? Hot D Friday. <laughs> Hot D Friday. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to House of the Dragon episode three. The road ahead is uncertain, but the end is clear. We are better defended. Against him. Whomever may dare to challenge us. The threat of war looms. The gods have yet to make a man who lacks the patience for absolute power, your grace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back again. 
We're going to be talking some Hot D episode three. Very, very excited to get this started for you guys. Um, like Honestly, if, if there's anything, I, I was very impressed by this episode. Um, if, if we were allowed to cuss on this on this thing, I, I would say hot damn. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Instead of hot D, definitely hot damn. That's that. that those, those will be my 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 only two uh, uh, cussing for this for this episode. So the way this is going to go down, of course, we're going to get into our initial reactions first. Then we're going to get into our final thoughts. And then we're going to just kind of close out for you guys. Like I said, we don't want to give any ratings away for this episode. Um, we just want to give our initial reactions and let the events unfold. We want you guys to be surprised as much as we were watching this for the first time. So I'm going to give my initial reactions first and then we're going to pass it over to Devin so we can give his so um, as far as mine goes um, really really quick uh, this is another time jump between episode 2 and episode 3 uh, two years to be exact and events are unfolding um, there is a lot of bickering between uh, Rhaenyra and her father uh, Viserys and there's, there's just a lot of tension in the air due to the king's past decisions when it came to of course everything that happened with uh, Queen Emma and then him deciding to take on a new wife aka Alison Hightower at the end of episode 2 so you definitely get to see a lot of bickering and just good old-fashioned family feuding going on within this episode. It feels like this episode is kind of split into two because there are two storylines that kind of intertwine within each other. It starts with one, then it jumps to another, and then it kind of finishes out um, with the um, first storyline that is introduced. I guess you can say the A story and the B story, uh, so to speak. But, um, yeah, again, when it comes to Millie Alcock and the, the rest of the, the cast, I mean, even Patty Constantine, between that, there's so many, they, they have this great chemistry that really just hits home. And I really just enjoyed the, again, just, just the dialogue, just the, the interactions between, you know, father and daughter. And then, of course, we have the new wife, <laughs> a.k.a. slash the best friend. So there's a lot of um, animosity, I guess you could say, a lot of resentment happening. And um, Rhaenyra and Viserys have not been talking um, a lot lately and that starts to kind of build up and you just see a lot of events unfold of course matt smith is also in this um episode as well and he, he just brings it all over again like honestly everyone in this entire cast just brings their a game and it's it's just another home run of an episode so uh before i go on a tangent i'm going to pass it over to Devin so we can give his initial uh thoughts on episode three of house of the dragon yeah, we had some uh, some classic teenage drama going on in, in the first half of the episode. Just a dad that doesn't know how to handle a teenager. This is just kind of amplified because they are royalty. But yeah, I agree with what you said. It's kind of a story of, of two halves here. The first half, just a lot of dialogue and setting up storylines between characters, setting up some drama for down the line, uh, different things like that. And then the second half, a lot, a lot more action than the last episode, which was, which was good to end on here. Uh, can't go into any details, but Damon is uh, he's coming like a silent assassin out there. Like he, he's not not talking as much, but he's he's putting in the work. He's shown that uh, he can get things done, even if uh, without uh, using his words. 
I will say one one major concern I have for the series in general is the time jumps, like you mentioned. We can't go into too many details, but it, it sometimes it just it's a bit jarring. And it feels like you may have missed something. Like if I were if I were watching this, like if I were binging this, I probably would have went back to make sure I didn't skip an episode because it's like, whoa, did I did I miss something? Because it feels like there there is probably some story that, that was missed um, in the time jump, but they they chose to just kind of move forward a little bit and get the story moving. It's just, I'm worried it could be a bit fast and it could be a bit just jarring for people. Um, but I'm not sure. We'll see how, how it ends up, especially with the, the new actresses that come in eventually, Olivia Cook and Emma Darcy. We'll see how that goes. I, I think that is a really good point, Devin, especially for new fans who are not uh, familiar with the world of Westeros. They may wonder, like you said, you know, if they skipped an episode, um, I don't know if everyone knows that there is a time jump. Um, I think that they've done a pretty good job of showing like the newer and older versions of uh, some of these characters. Uh, some of these characters we've already seen age up a little bit of, as well. But that that is a very good point. Um, something I've never really thought of myself, um, just because I guess Fire and Blood, the book is like it, it is written kind of like a history book like i mentioned before but there, there does seem to be a lot of things that happen off screen because it's like okay you know the events happen here then you know we're going to go a little bit farther into the future i feel as the farther we get into the story the time jumps will start like closing gaps because i feel like they're trying to get to a certain point where these characters are you know of a certain age are you know fully um grown and like realized adults um as they take on these you know these these positions between lords and ladies and all these other uh crazy positions within westeros but that is a very good um analogy and i i think that's a very good point i would, I would also be worried if, if they start going like back and forth between the uh the jumps because that's when things start to get messy so at least with this series, you know, we they they kind of make it a point to tell you, hey, like these small little like snippets of dialogue that say, oh, you know, they kind of give it away. Like it's been such and such, you know, since the events of whatever, whatever, not like a title card type of thing. I think that's the silly. But I, I think that is a really good point that you made there. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um hopefully you know the the time jumps do kind of slow down as they get older i think they're just trying to get up to a certain point um because they're kind of like focusing on the major events um that are happening or at least filling in the blanks of the things that happen within the book but that is a good point there i i really do um i i think i, I hope that doesn't really hinder the show i don't think it will but unfortunately we did hear the unfortunate news of one of the showrunners uh, leaving. Uh, he will not be returning for season two, which got uh, announced last week. Very, very unfortunate, but you know, we'll just have to kind of wait and see how things fold out. So let's get into our final thoughts here. Did you have any that you wanted to uh, throw my way before we uh, close on out here? Yeah, it's hard to get into too much detail, obviously, without spoiling anything. But um, yeah, it's, I'm very interested to see where we go from here because it feels like kind of an end of an era and maybe the begin of, beginning of something new here. Yeah, it's it feels as if even though we, we've seen Rainier and Allison, you know, in, in, their, in their younger days and they are a little bit older, you know, as the series goes on, but... I'm wondering when they are going to make that time flip. I think it's going to be 
within one episode, they're going to make the time jump from when they're younger to older so that people aren't just like, oh, well, Millie Alcock was playing, you know, Rhaenyra last week. And now there's this random other person who's playing her this week. So I feel like they're going to make that transition within a episode. I just don't know which one it's going to be. Um, My assumption is episode five, just because there's 10 episodes and, that's kind of like the turning point for everything. So I wonder if they're going to kind of make that um, time jump there. But yeah, I mean, just great performances overall uh, for this episode. It's another GC episode. That's all I can say. It's my gosh. It's it never really ceases to amaze me. And now Game of Thrones is a little bit of competition with the Lord of the Rings. I hear that's fantastic as well. I have to start watching that. But honestly, you're winning either way if you're a fantasy fan, because I mean, you can assume both of these and just enjoy them both for what they are. One doesn't necessarily have to be better than the other. I mean, it's never a competition. I'm just happy that we're getting some uh, some amazing high quality fantasy TV, uh, no matter where it comes from, whether it's HBO or Amazon uh, video. So I'm still shocked. Amazon Amazon decided to release simultaneously. It just feels so weird to have them at the same time. Yeah, it feels a little weird. But of course, as we've learned, HBO, um, again, actually want to throw this out there. If you are hesitant on Game of Thrones or excuse me, House of the Dragon, uh, the first episode is available on the HBO Max um, YouTube channel for free. <laughs> so you can go watch it. If you love it, you know, subscribe to HBO Max you know, or watch it televised as well. Um, so I, I think that's really nice marketing play as well, but I don't feel like one needs to necessarily like up the other. I feel like they can both coexist because honestly, it's, it's just great TV all around, all around. We're, we're in the golden age of fantasy TV right now. This is crazy. Got Game of Thrones on Sundays, Lord of the Rings on Fridays. Honestly, I cannot ask for anything better. So with all that said, that concludes our episode three review of House of the Dragon. Of course, like I said before, this is spoiler free. We're going to be uh, giving you guys coverage every single week, which is also going to be spoiler free for every single episode for House of the Dragon moving forward. So yeah, I'm just very excited for people to uh, get their hands on this episode. Very excited to, you know, um, listen to a few other podcasts and their takes and kind of just watch the, the the glory unfold. So if you liked what you've heard on today's episode, please, please, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be, make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with the movie lover in need. Really quick, of course, um, by the time this is out, our She-Hulk episode three review will be out for you guys. Uh, we're going to be covering that again on a weekly basis. Um, seems to be the main focus right now is, is House of the Dragons and She-Hulk. But if you guys are looking for something else to look forward to, we will be covering Rogue One Star Wars story um, prior to Andor's release that drops September 23rd. And also, you know, if you want to check out our Avatar The Last Airbender Book 2 Earth review, our series revisited, where I was joined by a few amazing guests talking about that. We do have our Book 3 review coming up later in September. Um, I believe we're going to try to cover The Woman King. 
Uh, really just depends. There's just so much coming out right now, but definitely follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. Again, that's Optics with an X to kind of keep up with all that uh, jazz. So with all that said, we hope you guys have a great day and we'll see you guys next time. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.